Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of crossroad items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hi, everybody. No, you're not hallucinating. Well, you might be, but this isn't part of it. Just focus on my voice. You'll be fine. Does anyone have any orange slices? This is a special bonus crossword for the week because sometimes things come up. Is it about Josh Gad's reunited apart? A cast reunion that even Bill Murray showed up for? No, we'll get to that later. Make sure you watch it first. It's on YouTube. This is about cleaning up the town, the superlative documentary on the history and making of Ghostbusters by Bueno Productions. Claire and Anthony Bueno have partnered with companies internationally to help distribute the film, who in turn hustle to do just that. And as fast as they can, they tell the Buenos, who then tell us, and sometimes the timing bites. Just after we put this week's episode to bed, it was announced that Cleaning Up the Town was going to premiere on Crackle on Thursday, June 18th, just a few days after this week's episode dropped. So we figured, not a problem, we'll just do a bonus episode, just to keep you all on your toes. Sometimes we'll skip a week, sometimes you'll get two. That's crazy. I know, that's crazy. Now let's get into things with Claire and Anthony, where we talk about the documentary on Crackle. Be sure to check that out. The Blu-ray, which you can still pre-order for Europe and Australia before it's released on Monday, June 22nd. And starting to ship discs to Kickstarter backers. Alright. So, I will welcome everybody into... uh, our interview today with uh, Claire and Anthony Bueno. You know, I've never clarified it. Is it the big sister keeping the little brother in line or the little sister keeping the brother in line? Either story is good. I've just never clarified with you. <laughs> if you were to look at us, which would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's the little sister taking care of the big brother. Oh, yeah, oh that such a right. creep. That serves you right for Chris. I am actually the big sister looking after the little brother. Oh, those little brothers. The, fl- I know. the fledgling Come filmmaker. The fledgling filmmaker that's cost me a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined everyone, but I, I really appreciate it. I have one of those myself, and he had the audacity to go and be a half foot taller than me. So, what can you do? Exactly. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's going greyer than me. <laughs> Only under certain light. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's lay out exactly so it's been not a full year uh since we spoke last which would have been around the time um uh cleaning up the town the documentary you two have been working on uh for time immemorial and i mean that in the the best most loving way possible um um it basically uh hit the world officially was Calgary officially? Calgary, East Calgary yes, was, was the official, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. First time anyone seen, outside yeah. of the, the inner sanctum had actually seen, yeah, first time in front of an audience and, and premiering. It was terrifying. It was like, it really was <laughs> <laughs> but we had a perfect host moderating our Q&A. There, yes. Christopher, thank uh, you. Oh, yes. The, which I didn't manage to record. But uh, so, yeah, it, it, last time we, I mean, we've, talked on and off a little bits here and there online and all that, but we were in the same space having a good old time chatting for ages and ages, uh, was in Calgary. 
Uh, and then you guys headed back. You did a couple more things here in North America. It went back to the UK and then basically started a real steady sc- stream of screenings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, culminating in some real amazing ones, like at the, um, is it the? BFI IMAX. That's the yeah, one, yes. Yeah, um, yeah the, where we got our, our European premiere. That was absolutely phenomenal. This can is you tell like, us a little bit about that before we jump into more more current stuff? Because yeah. I never really got to talk to you at the time about that. Yeah, it's just, there's just, I've said this a few times, but it's like there are some things you don't think is really going to happen. And and there was, you know, even getting it on the cinema screens was, you know, it was always a kind of, that would be fantastic if that happened, but didn't know if it would. And then, and we'd had contact with the BFI. Um, thanks to Paul Gannon. This yeah, is like, this going back years. You know, we, a while ago, we wanted to try and do something when we thought the documentary was going to be done in a matter of like a year and a half. <laughs> um, in those mad days, uh, and our naive <laughs> days. Um, and then I can't remember what happened. I don't yeah, know. it, then it, what, when it did, it happen, yeah. um, so, so, um, Hank Stars, who came on as our co-producer, I gave him, um, the the email to the BFI, he reached out to them, and um, they were still very keen on on um, on doing something. We they obviously saw the film in its finished form, and were were really keen um, to put it on. And I mean, you know, the thing the B, the BFI IMAX is they don't they don't premiere documentaries. I, it, you know, we've got premiere scene at the our, um, online film um, uh, film. Um, sort of magazine and we've covered we do red carpets and stuff and um and they don't premiere i think one premiere in about 10 years has been a documentary so when they said to us um you know we want to premiere your film we were really happy about that and then they said it'll be at the bfi imax it was like oh my god you could knock me over with a feather i mean literally i was jumping up and jack down for joy she was i was i was a lot more kind of that that isn't gonna happen that's like you know, people always say, "Yeah, we're going to do it." It's like it's not going to. It's not going to be the BFI IMAX, and then and it was. And it was. It, <laughs> and it was it did, the most so. phenomenal. It's the, it's the largest screen in the uh, in the UK, and oh. we had an amazing turnout. I mean, you know, we we're able to facilitate a lot of the the kickstarters that had paid for screenings. Um, you know, and that's a big part of what the UK tour was about to be able to. To you know, not everybody can travel to London. So where we could you know travel around different cities around the UK and bring the film to the audience um, and share it with an audience. I mean, Chris, you were there like the night when we when when we premiered at Calgary. It was the, the atmosphere was just electric, and people were just so viscerally viscerally responding to the film. Um, so so for us. You know, having, um, you know, this, I mean, this cinema is where Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise have their premieres, you know, not two indie filmmakers. So um, anyway, we were honoured beyond belief. It was probably the best night of my life ever. Yeah. And um, and so we were just filled with so much pride, weren't we? Really? Yeah, really. And, I mean, and it was an amazing evening, and the it, audiences lapped it up. It's like, I could, it's not necessarily feels like the end of a journey, more like the beginning of the mm-hmm. next step. That you at least you finally got to that stage, like in Calgary and and at the BFI, you've you've made the film and you say, oh, okay, well we'll see how it goes, and then you just get the reaction that we had, and and it's just you just and it 
I don't know. Nothing could quite prepare you, but I'm still, I still don't quite believe that that happened for us. Because it's, you know, you can, you know, you can, if you've got enough money, you can go and rent some of these places. And that wasn't the case. We were just, we were given this opportunity by, you know, the good old BFI, British Film Institute. And, and it's just, you know, that's it. And it just, and it sticks with you. So you just, uh, yeah, yeah, even now. And like, every, and it became, you know, because there's a lot been going, as there always is with the doc, there's always stuff going on and it isn't always good that goes on in the background. But there are those little kind of rays of light and doing things like the screenings like Calgary, the BFI and all the other screenings and, and seeing people react and the kind of people that you've either met kind of through like messages or online in some way and then you're meeting them personally because they're turning up or or new people that you haven't met before or people reacting so emotionally to some of the stuff that they've seen in the dock. They've had to come, they've had to leave because they're like seeing Harold Ramis. They've been overcome, and uh, and then she was like, "Oh, well, do you see you're at the screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "You had to you ran out." And I thought, "Oh, well, never mind then." And he messaged afterwards said he was so he was so overcome with seeing Harold and because he had the opportunity of meeting him years ago. Um, he said he just had to go and compose himself. He had to go to the toilet and and, and sort himself out because he said he was just <clears throat> it was quite emotional. So like seeing that, which I wasn't wasn't expecting. Yeah. So it's it's been it's just yeah in, in some very difficult times there were absolute rays of lights those screenings it just really helped us kind of get through some you know lots of things with distribution and stuff like that which got extremely complicated um and and not the way we wanted it because obviously we wanted to make sure it's quite smooth and we show the film and then we get uh, you know get out in some physical form and online and everyone goes away happy and it's just been you know one hurdle or another it really has been one complication or another which has nearly finished us off but we're still here we are still standing (laughs) Um, so to, I guess to that point, um, where exactly do things stand? Because I just got a couple of press releases from you guys. So there's some, some big steps coming up. Actually, literally the first one is this will come out on the Monday. So in, uh, four days here on Thursday, June 18th is the first one. It hits crackle in the U S is that right? Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh. We are very, very excited about that. Yeah, it's like I, I again, another something else you don't quite think was going to happen, and now it is, and now it's you know, you know, all the ducks are finally lining up in a row. Maybe it's a time of the year, um, but yeah, <laughs> crackle, it's, it's, which is amazing, um, which because we'd heard about crackle uh, for years actually over the course of the time we've been doing a chunk of the time we've been doing the dock. So the fact that that's exactly what's happening, it's it, there is popping up on crackle on the eighteenth is. Yeah, is is we're re- again very appreciative of of them sort of like liking the doc, wanting to screen the doc. And yeah, they're really that, that place it's, to it's, it's, it's lovely. It's really you know because you know you you experience that the industry is is very tough and there are some hard people and um, but um, you know screen media are really. Um, and and the and the guys at Crackle are really behind the film and very very enthusiastic and you know and they love it so um, it feels like the perfect platform for it to premiere on Thursday so yeah. and for people who you know in the United States that paid for screenings um, that you know we still do want to honour that should the the case arise but we'll we're going to try and do something extra special around. Um, around trying to come up with a better solution to you know unfortunately we can't physically be in a cinema none of us can at the minute so um the people that have paid for screening we do want to do something special for them 
but we just need a we'll little bit of time um, to organise it. Because, yeah, the world is so against still, us. We're minute. still stuck in the pandemic, and that's yeah. it. You know, cinemas are shut down. I know they're going to well, slowly uh, start opening. But... You, you made a good uh, early steps there when things were kind of, uh, let's say, perceptually, from the U.S.'s perception, going long, because, of course, stuff was moving in the U.K. and all that. You guys put uh, a, uh, a, a a private online access to the movie there. Yes, stream. Um, that was, that would have been, is it January or is my uh, sense of time completely was off? Was it March? It, it was in March. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My sense of time. Uh, is no, no. Off, it, it was earlier uh, this year. You, you might, you, you could be right. I, 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 I can't, I can't remember. No, I mean, we literally, <laughs> we, we totally could understand the frustration that, um, that the, the fans, you know, and the, and the Kickstarter backers, you know, you know, felt, um, yeah. but you, you, the, the problem for us is that, that since doing the Kickstarter, the way that video on demand, um, operates has changed. And the only, the only place you can go, or as we, we were led to believe, and we, we did do our research was, was, um, iTunes, but iTunes, you can only get the, um, those Code. codes available in the territory that they're distributing from when we didn't have distribution at the time in the United States or, or Australia, even we still, we still don't um, have in Australia. So the only way that we could um, get, give the backers the opportunity to see the film was to provide a private screener. We'd received um, threats from, um, from backers that, you know, they were going to get the film and, and then, pirate it and put it on a torrent site which you can appreciate after 12 years of work you know why should we just you know why should we allow that to happen and so we do want to honor the the physical that the download of of the film we but it's all dependent on distribution which we're still which we're still doing at the moment so yeah well i honestly i think a lot of not a lot of people i think there's a few people that kind of lost sense of perspective on all this, given that, you know, this is not like a Kickstarter campaign for a, a book or a board game or something like that, where it is a single, you know, physical thing that will get produced and then mailed to your front door. You guys have to deal with, uh, international distribution territories and you have to negotiate those deals and, uh, those can, uh, uh, shift and move depending on, well, I mean, as you said, when you guys were first doing your due diligence, the world of, you know, Netflix and, and all that wasn't, wasn't a thing. So, <clears throat> and all that factors into when, when you sit down with somebody, they all are thinking now in terms of st- stuff that just didn't exist, you know, five, five ten years. years. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even, even stuff like, um, you know, you know, Blu-ray and DVD, you know, back it back then they did presume, manufacture dvd players dvd players aren't manufactured anymore you know so because yeah. um, so that was a thing for us like sitting in the uk it was just like it was essentially well we at one point we weren't given a choice it was going to be dvd and i was like well that's okay but and you know most people have dvd but you know we worked hard to make sure the quality of the film is is still intact and the, the, visually and we're going to be putting it on a piece of technology that is in itself redundant now so so we had to push hard to finally get yeah, it on Blu-ray. Really, and some really, people, really had to fight for it, you know, we, we've had a few people sort of like say, well, I don't have Blu-ray. So it's like, fine, you're right. You could really, and it's like, well, originally we wanted to have like a dual 
Blu-ray DVD, which was a was definitely a thing, sort of like you know four or five years ago when we were planning this. But that isn't really a thing anymore, and that's and the problem, as with most things, it all comes down to money, and and we just don't have the kind of income anymore. You know, it was like even when we you know when we did the Kickstarter, it was because we'd run out of money. Personally, all those jobs that we had that had, had all kind of disappeared, and things were shifting in the industry then. And then we sort of like fast forward, sort of like you know four years now, and. And some people are like, well, what happened to that money? It's just like, well, it all went in making a film, yeah. which can co- which has cost like way over a hundred thousand. So yeah. Yeah. you just you're stuck between you know the, those you have to make those deals. You know, if that if all the Kickstarter money like pays for everything and we still had change, then it's like, yeah, let's do this and let's do that. As I tend to do, it's like, all right, we're going to do all this stuff. It's going to be amazing. But then you know that money just evaporates. You know, any kind of production, it's just it, it can be extremely expensive. And and, and especially when you want to get it done the correct way. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways you can cut corners, but then that means you can't get the, the deals that we desperately need because we need to, essentially the bottom line is we need to get ourselves out of debt. You know, we've got, you know, debt coming out of our ears that we need to, we need to try and not. Uh, any other orifice would be an <laughs> advantage at this point because it's, you know, it's just, you know, as much as someone like saying, well, we've paid for this and it's just like, well, we understand what how you feel, but we're stuck in a rut. And and if we were to go, okay, well, we're going to do that, that means we're going to lose all of these other potential deals going on over here, and that means we're bankrupt. And you probably won't get anything because everything will have to get shut down. The company would shut down. We'd have to personally go bankrupt, not just the company. Like, we would lose absolutely everything because these things, you know, sometimes things just cost, like, you know, a few pounds. I've got some pins, or, or buttons, or what you call them over there. It's like, got some, and they weren't expensive at all. Other things we wanted to get done, they were expensive, but we've still had to get them done because when we want to do them, and they're kind of part of the promise that we made. But it's a, it's a, it's a minefield when you know when you first do those kind of crowdfunder things, it's it's fantastic, and when people get on board and you kind of get the money that you need, it's it's an amazing feeling. But when you know you get, you know some something happens as it always does and all of a sudden that money like with us at the time we had brexit happen so you know a good chunk of that money i think a fourth of the money just disappeared through brexit so you just kind of you left like okay well all that money was budgeted and now it's just gone and there's nothing we can do about that so even at that point we're looking of how do we still achieve what we want to do without that that money that we did have and what was that just like a the market shift back to the pound versus the euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we were in the States. So everything at the pound dropped and everything became gargantuanly more expensive. Yeah. We were in LA at the time. Wow. Everything became that really became that much more expensive. And we had to stay out longer because we needed to shoot the intro sequence. Um, because the original, um, plan. Oh, well, well Troy, Troy, yeah. Troy can sort of like attest all of this. So we originally, we were going to go to the firehouse in LA and we were going to shoot in there. And then when we get to the States, we get a call from Troy saying, yeah, they've shut down. You can't get in the firehouse. They've shut it down. It's like health and safety. No one's going in. So we had to come up with a completely new idea, which is the intro sequence, which you now see. But that had to be kind of thought up within a kind of a three-week period and then um, like getting a location to shoot it. And that was down to our friend Sam. And we were able to do that. But that meant we had to stay out there longer, which meant dipping into that money. So that didn't help because, again, it was already costing more. And then we couldn't get work when we got back because no one was hiring anywhere because yeah. they were they were crapping themselves basically yeah. because 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 the, the country was in a flux yeah so it so, was it yeah. was that wasn't a lot 
Nah, you know, yet another another chapter in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, but luckily, I think yeah. we've, we've turned a corner. So, we, yeah, yeah, you so. persisted, and it's it's okay. So, let's see here. So, Kickstarter backers got the a digital stream. Yes. Um you guys are were, and presumably, when the world goes back to some semblance of normality, we'll continue as best again to go back to some screenings. Yes. Crackle's going to show it. Yeah. Um, is it on other networks in the UK and all that? Uh, it is, right? Like, not yet. We, we've got the Blu-ray release uh, in the UK. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the um, 22nd. On the 22nd. And which that's is, a, yeah, like in a week's time. In a week's time, yeah. Which yeah. I, I just, oh, that and, is... Uh, honestly, what was it? When we received the discs, we, we got them Friday. Yeah. So we've been, we've been packaging... Blu-rays um, all weekend to, uh, to to send to the Kickstarters and the, and the crowdfunders and um, oh my giddy aunt they are just amazing they really look good I yeah was just, they I really was, do it was that was it was again it was like you got a screen is kind of like a beginning and the Blu-rays kind of like feel like an end even though it's not going to be but it's like you open up the box you know, they come in a pack of 25 and you open it up and there they all are like gleaming and new and wrapped in cellophane and then you just see the spine and it's just like god that looks amazing yeah it's like i've had to go without buying like blu-rays and anything for years and now i've got like a thousand of them <laughs> that's when you take turns sitting in the tub and and having them dumped over you. <laughs> <laughs> so, done that, yeah. no, so, so it was really great and it's been nice just kind of getting them all packaged yeah. and, and, and getting them sent and so we get them get them in the post tomorrow morning and um, but yeah so, yes, um, so yes Blu-ray, but that's, Blu-ray. The, that's, that's our big thing so it's yeah the Blu-ray comes out on the 22nd and, and can't wait so that's just it's- I was reading the uh, the press release so again let me go back in time here um Calgary, you showed your two-hour cut, correct? A lot of the UK screenings were the shorter cut, except for the BFI. Uh, no, it was uh, Prince Charles was the, the, the two-hour. The B, the Prince BFI. Charles was the yeah, two-hour, okay. Yeah, because basically when um, we um, initially signed with a, the sales agent, they were trying to push us to, 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 to only have an hour and a half documentary because documentaries don't, you know, don't sell right. above um, an hour and a half, and we weren't prepared to compromise. So it, again, we had another fight on our hands, and the compromise was that the two-hour version would go out on home entertainment, and for broadcast TV broadcast and and screenings, there would be an hour and a half version. So again, right. by by us going and doing a Q and A tour, at least if people were only paying for an hour and a half version of the film. We would, by being there and come and meet the filmmakers and ask what questions you want, um, hopefully gave people that their money's worth, basically. Yeah. But it was wonderful to be able to share it with an audience. I mean, we used to sit and see the film because we actually, we love, even after all this time, we absolutely love yeah. the documentary, it is. don't it's we? Still, you know, even, yeah, it's still, you, know, you still get a kick out of it, kind of sitting watching and I just something we was just both really proud of, you know, yeah, just like absolutely. Derek, you know, having old good old Derek Osborne and Anthony and Anthony's art, you know, yeah. and Jamie and Dave and all those people that put into it. I mean, we keep saying this, but it's just like you know, the film wouldn't be what it is. It's not down to one singular person. We've all kind of come together and we've been able to kind of create this thing that we're really proud of, and yeah. it just kind of gives you that same Ghostbusters buzz, which is what we were kind of looking for. So, 
uh, hopefully fills a gap until next year when the new film comes out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the, the Blu-ray as well has got some awesome um, bonus features as well. There's probably about 55 I minutes. Think 55 worth. minutes of bonus features. Bonus, yeah. yeah. The the press release said over 50 minutes, uh, which I wanted to ask. How much of that is the John DeCure uh, interview? <laughs> Oh, well, it's not, it's not, it's, it's John interviews well, well, with it's, the guy. With, yeah, so basically okay. the John DeCure bit is, it's like an extended scene. So it's where, you know, Boss Film are all kind of gushing about John DeCure. And, <laughs> um, and so, and that's only, that's about two or three minutes. But it's just there, okay. it's, it's just like. And it's, it's, I was a little, I was a little confused because for a moment I was like, I was pretty sure he was long gone before. You- <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's it. Was, it was uh, well, we, there's a filmmaker introduction which goes on for fifty minutes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, so there's yes, yeah, so there's um, so it basically I kind of explained it there, but that's so basically the John DeCure bit. It was just it's like as as with all these things, you got you got your film which originally when we had that cut, it was about three hours long or more, or at least the version where we thought this was going to be it, and then we like, then we decided to really cut it down and make it two hours, but. So this kind of comes out of that three-hour cut, and it was a really nice, like it was just the way they talk about it, the, uh, you know, this the way, and I've just like to say within the director's commentary type of thing, uh, or the filmmaker introduction, it's that the way that we look upon Richard Edland and Steve Johnson and and John Bruno and the rest, and they're kind of like genius. Well, that's how they talk about John DeCure, and 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 the kind of relationship they had with him and how he worked and that, who he was and all the rest. And it was just a really really lovely thing. And it was a very difficult nice. kind of cut to make, but then you know, and it's all and it focuses all around the Goza Temple as well, so people will learn a bit more about Goza, won't they? Yeah, I think they do. Oh yeah, we got nice in deleted scenes. So we got oh, deleted, the deleted scenes, scenes. We talk about like Goza and stuff, um, and th- and they were kind of like cuts that we didn't because we didn't get to interview kind of Slavica Jovan. Um, um, it was kind of like, well, if we because we haven't got a, my thing has always been everyone we interviewed is in the dock. And that's always been, uh, I think, no, we couldn't do that with a 90-minute kind of version, but the two-hour one we did. Um, but because we didn't interview some it's like, well, that's kind of, we need to bring the time of the film down so that becomes an easy removal. But then we was able to put the Goza bit in there. But the harder part for the deleted scenes, the, 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 it's not the hardest part, is we couldn't put motion graphics in because as we found when we completed the dock, you've got to get legal clearances for all of the images that's used in there, and it's and it's because we've gone fair use, so it's like we either have to have the person sign off on it, or we've got to go fair use, which means we can't ask permission for it. So it would mean us having to go and do that for all the special features, which was at the bottom line was Possibly, it's, it's expense, expensive. Yeah. Which just it's, it's really expensive to do it, and if we end up doing like a th- the three hour version, which we would I would like to do at some point in the future. Um, then we'll go and get those clearances and, and make sure all those things are in there. But there's some, yeah, so some other great stuff that we'd like to put in like that. But at least the deleted scenes gives you a, a flavor of what was missing. Right, right. <clears throat> and then to that end, um, I want to grill you on the next one here just a little bit before we're over here. But so what's what's kind of given where we're at right now and what we're everything we're talking about the the summary of what. Let's uh, let's see here. What can listener uh, listeners uh, look forward to, and what can let's say listener backers look forward to uh, from this minute forward? Go. Ooh, Everything that they've been dreaming of for twelve years, uh, or, four, <laughs> or four years since the Kickstarter. That's uh, it's uh, what they can get is you know just just 
Ghostbusters. They just yeah. get more Ghostbusters. That's what they're gonna get. It's like basically, it's the end of the it's the end of the road uh, for what they've been waiting on. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's just that it is that kind of like you know they've either heard about it or they backed it and about you know back when we did the Kickstarter or they backed it afterwards when we did more kind of crowdfunding. But hopefully, what they will come away with is something that they can see how much love that we've all got for the film and for cleaning up the town itself to make sure we have created the best product that we yeah. possibly could and, and go away feeling content and satisfied and well, wanting more. And now that they've learned that, you know, they've learned something new. This and there's it's much more than just a film about the behind the scenes and the making of a film. This really is about the people who made it and and it's an opportunity to see the warmth and the and the wonderful personalities and the genius behind, you know, who made it really. And um and hopefully they will come away, the, the, the people that did back the films, uh, such as yourself, Chris, that will come away feeling proud that, you know, you, you did part, you know, you parted with your hard-earned cash and you felt that the film that we, we made was, was worth it. And you feel proud to have been part of being, help, help, you know, being able to help us get it finished, really. Um, and, and for us going forward, we've obviously still got incentives to continue to send out. Um, which we will continue to do, yeah. and um, which will be done separately. Whereas originally yeah. we wanted to send them all in the, in one go, Blu-rays and incentives, everything, everybody gets it. But because of the pandemic, they are all in London and we are not. So right. our priority, once we got the Blu-rays, was right. We need to get these Blu-rays out. So we'll get all of those out. We get out, sent out what we can, and then the rest we'll do hopefully in the coming next coming few weeks. And 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 it's important. We've been we've been you know posting updates on the Kickstarter, um, and um, we still need addresses from people. And we've been we've been leaving posts for for months about that. So if anybody's yeah. listening that is a backer and they haven't been in touch with their address. You know, now is the time because otherwise we can't send you your your film. So, it's, um, so it's, it's never a bad idea for everybody to go double check, uh, just because you might have addresses for some people that have moved and didn't think to update you on that and all sorts of things. So. Absolutely, and even since we we first went out to people, and, and that was a few months ago, um, you know, people have moved in the meantime. So they've they've been contacting me today going oh i've changed my I've, I've changed my address i'm like oh wish you'd tell me that before because i've printed your label off but anyway we're we're, we're there we've, we're able to send a, a, a good batch out um but um we, we still have more people that we obviously want to um, honor our commitment to so um but you know hopefully um the film will continue to to grow an audience the, the big thing for us at the moment obviously is we really would love people to to tune in and and tell friends and family that it's going to be on crackle um <coughs> on thursday the 18th and then on the 22nd in the uk um the film gets released on 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 blu-ray so we're we're really very excited and Hopefully, it will conti- we'll continue to get um, different um, exposure um, around the world. There's still a few places around the world that we'd like to exploit, but that's other people's jobs, not ours. And um, and then we're obviously working on Too Hot to Handle in the background. Eric is working very hard. You've, you've done the first kind just of... just getting the first pass, pass in the, the edit, the edit sort of like, sorted out now. 
Um, but, uh, you know, we would, you know, like to take the, this opportunity to thank everybody who has continued to believe in us. We never gave up. We never wanted to. And, you know, um, we are here and the film is finished because of many, many people that have helped us get to this position. And we're, and we're extremely grateful. Yeah. So there's your bonus episode for this week. Don't get used to it. Think of it as a rarity. Think of it as a treat. Think of it like a sometimes food. I don't know what that means. Our thanks to Claire and Anthony for catching up with us. Please be sure to catch Cleaning Up the Town on Crackle while you wait for your Blu-ray copy. Obviously, viewership means a lot to services like that, and, you know, we want them to be all gung-ho about basically everything Ghostbusters coming down the line in the future. And for us here at the Cross Trip, till next week. See you all on the other side. Not if I see you first, mister. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You too. And Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.